Hello and welcome back to Bites of History with Irene Walton. I'm your host, Irene Walton, and today we are talking about why bacon is a lie. Have you ever wondered how it made it to your table? Have you ever wondered how it made it to your shelf? If you love food, then this is the show for you. Bites of History with Irene. Now that's just my catchy title. Uh, I, I don't think it's a lie. It exists. But I heard something, I heard some rumblings at some point in my life that bacon was not always the like American breakfast food that we think it is today. And I thought this would be a great little, I wouldn't say it's true crime. It does have a little bit to do with Nazis. So that's tricky. Um, But it's... It's a story that I'm excited to tell you. And I know that a lot of you guys like these sort of more like mystery food ones. And I think that this one's really interesting and a fun little fact to bring up the next time you were at a diner and somebody's like, I just want a classic American breakfast. Give me the eggs and bacon. You can be like, (laughs) yeah, Edward Bernays is real happy hearing that, I bet. Okay, so (laughs) welcome in and thank you for being here. And thank you so much to my patrons. There have been a lot of new faces in the Patreon and I just really, really appreciate it so, so very much. So thank you for checking it out, for signing up, for thinking about signing up. It really does mean a lot. So very happy to have all my patrons. If you do want to check it out, it is patreon.com slash Irene Walton. Now, another big, big thank you to my sources. We used mash.com, newsmuseum.pt, thedailygazette.com, referenceforbusiness.com. And I also watched a video here on YouTube called A Day in History that did a, well, the channel's called A Day in History, and they did a video on Edward Bernays as well, and I learned a lot from that. So thank you so much to all of my sources. Let's get into why bacon is a lie. I'm just going to keep saying that for the punchy title and um, definitely the thumbnail. Also, if you're watching the video and the lighting is kind of off, normally there's so much bright, beautiful light coming from the window uh, to my left here, but it is very rainy in Los Angeles, so it is a little darker, so it's a little, it's a little moodier. Let's talk. Let's talk bacon, my friends. One of my favorite topics, I'll tell you what. Bacon is not this great American food that we think it is. It is American in the way that it is basically just marketed by <laughs> by companies to make us love it. But we have a bit of a roundabout way to get there. So we're first going to talk about the Beech Nut Packaging Company. Then we're going to talk about why they needed this bacon resurgence. And then we're going to talk about the man who was responsible for it. So we're starting in, gosh, I t- will tell you what, I have no idea how to pronounce this. Kana Jahari? Canna Hoharie, New York. It's in like mid New York, like mid upstate New York. <laughs> Canna Jahari. Um, and it is in the year 1891. And we have five men, two sets of brothers and a businessman. And they start this thing called the Imperial Packing Company. Now you're saying, what is the Imperial Packing Company? Who are these men? These are all great questions. I'm getting to them. Calm down. There are two brothers, Raymond and Walter Leip. And John and David Ziley. Ray and Walter Leip's dad, Ephraim, was a pretty successful guy, but he also was really great at smoking hams. And it was like this well-known local thing that he was like the guy who smoked hams. Did I say smoking hams or curing hams? 
I meant curing. If I said smoking, I meant curing. And if I meant, if I said curing, then great. So Ephraim was happy that he was great at curing hams. He thought it was awesome. He, I'm sure he got a kick out of the fact that so many locals loved his hams. But his sons and his son's friends, so Wal, uh, Ray and Walter Leip and John and David Ziley, um, they were all like besties. And they were like, well, Ephraim, we could for sure sell these hams. Like, we think we could really make something happen with these. And Ephraim was like, OK, I will give you the recipe. I'll tell you how to do it. And I'll also give you $10,000 to start this business because I believe in you because you're my sons. However... I will need you to take on a entrepreneur who can actually like help you with the business side of things. Now, Ephraim had a friend who had a son named Bartlett Arkell, who was a pretty successful young entrepreneur at this point. And he was like, great, a business of successful sons, go cure some ham. So it's been eight years. We're in 1899 and Imperial Packing has not been doing too well. So much so that Ray Leip and then the two Ziley brothers leave. So all we're left with is Bartlett Arkell and Walter Leip. And they're like, okay, it's just us now. We are in some debt. Stuff's going on. We need to turn this around or shut it down. Now, as mentioned before, Bartlett Arkell, the entrepreneur guy, ha- was pretty successful. He had some shares in other companies that he had helped. And he said, OK, I'm going to sell my shares in whatever company that one was, some, I don't know, 1890s thing. And <laughs> uh, I'm going to get $60,000 for that. And I'm going to pull us out of our $60,000 debt. So Walter was like, okay, great. Now you can have a $60,000 share in our company. So Bartlett is pretty much like the main shareholder of Imperial Packing Company. Now, Walter and Bartlett have this buddy who's like, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Your company does not sound very patriotic. It does not sound very democratic. Imperial Packing Company does not sound like the vibe for an American company. So they were sort of racking their brains like, okay, well, what are we going to call it then? And they came up with the idea of like, okay, well, we use these local, you know, American tree nuts, these beech nuts to cure the ham. And that's still our main product. So let's call it the Beech Nut Packaging Company. And that's exactly what they do. So it's, you know, promoting America and the the local agriculture and also just kind of giving like a little bit of an idea of what they, what their product is, you know. Now, over a little bit more time, Bartlett basically acquires the whole company. And one of his first ideas is to be like, oh, Uh, let's hire some engineers. If we're a packaging company, we should probably like have super chill packaging so that we can properly get these hams distributed. So he hires these engineers and they absolutely crush it. One of their first major successes as engineers and as a company are these vacuum sealed glass containers of bacon. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, Well, that sounds gross. And you are correct. However, no one else was doing this at the time. So a lot of people weren't doing it because they were like, that's just going to be a bunch of fatty bacon, like in this glass jar that people can see, like that's not very appetizing. And for whatever reason, it might have been because of the novelty of that packaging of just like, oh my God, my bacon comes in a jar. It could have been that, or it could have been because they were very, very thinly slicing this bacon. So it fried up really quickly and it fried up really crispy. And still like bacon, it was doing well. And I know when we're all thinking about bacon, we're all thinking about breakfast, but that's what this whole episode is about. So they weren't necessarily making it for breakfast, but it would, you know, bacon was just used throughout the day in different meals, etc. 
it still wasn't a breakfast food yet, but this was what got the Beech Nut Packaging Company to start doing really well was the sale of this bacon. Now, people loved it so much. And by 1905, the Beech Nut Packaging Company was making a million dollars a year. And if you're wondering how much that is a year as of in today's money, we're talking like pretty much $34 million a year just because of this bacon. Now, they're pretty much sailing with these bacon sales. Well, that was a poor choice of words. They're pretty much zooming through the years with these bacon sales, doing really, really well. However, by the 1920s, we see many more advances in refrigeration as well as cellophane packaging. And that's how most people are getting their bacon now. So the Beechnut Packaging Company is like, oh, fuck. We have been working on other products. They've been working on a ton of other products, actually. They were selling peanut butter, baked beans, jam, tomato sauce, coffee, mustard, ginger ale, spaghetti, biscuits, candy gum. They were selling a lot of other things, so they were still doing okay. But their bacon sales had dropped significantly, and that was like their thing. That's like what they were known for. And I think that that's like what they liked making the most because that was like their big innovation, their big, you know, showstopper. So they wanted their bacon sales back, and they didn't exactly know how to do that. PR was a very, very, very new thing. Um, And by PR, I mean public relations. Public relations was a super new frontier. People weren't really marketing things. Like they weren't putting spins on things. It was sort of just like, you want cigarettes? Buy these ones. You want butter? Buy that one. Like it wasn't like, here's why you need this one thing. And all the other ones are ass. This is where Edward Bernays comes in. Edward Bernays is an Austrian immigrant. He came over from Austria with his parents when he was a kid. Now, this guy, Edward Bernays, is actually the nephew of Sigmund Freud. He honestly, I think, could have a whole episode. If you guys want a whole episode on this guy, it would be very interesting because I'm not going to say he's a he's a good guy. <laughs> he 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 did read a book about Nazi propaganda and was like, this is great. I love these ideas. Not the like Nazi hating the Jews part, but like the propaganda part. He did not believe that propaganda was a dirty word. He thought it was a way to, you know, kind of trick and meld the, the mass population's mind into what they thought they wanted. And he recognized this very, very quickly as like, well, this is how you sell things. So if you want to, if you want a whole episode about Edward Bernays, definitely let me know in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube or in the reviews in, if you're listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, definitely let me know because he's very interesting. Some of the stuff he did was crazy. Anyway, so the Beech Nut Packaging Company hires him and they're like, listen, we need our bacon sales back up fix it. And he was like, okay, work. Immediately, Bernays zeroes in on the problem. As he is dealing with a food product, he breaks down the American diet into the three meals. There's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And the one that's lacking bacon the most is breakfast. So he says, okay, we're going to focus on making bacon a breakfast food. Now, how are we going to do that? Americans are relatively health conscious. I know it might not seem that way as we're talking about like the early 20 or the 1920s, but it is like Americans have always been like, what kind of more or less, what am I putting in my body and where do I get that information? And so Bernays knew that. And he was like, okay, well, They care about what's going into their body and who better to tell them what to eat than doctors. This has been a thing for years and years and years, doctors recommending certain diets. I mean, if you see some old cigarette ads, you see doctors recommending cigarettes. That's part of the reason cigarettes got so popular. That can be a whole other episode if you want. This is ripe with other episodes. Bernays is like, okay, we need a doctor 
to tell the American population that bacon is a breakfast food and bacon is the way you should be waking up in the morning. So he found a physician that he brought his thesis to. He said, hey, doctor, whoever it was, I know that the normal American breakfast is super light. It's like coffee, some juice maybe, and maybe a piece of toast, a roll, something like that. Would you say that that's a good breakfast or would a super hearty like breakfast full of eggs and bacon be much better for the vitality of your day because you lost so much energy during your sleep? And the doctor was like, I mean, yeah, like, I I guess you're right. I guess a big breakfast would be beneficial to the American diet. Um, And Bernays is like a big breakfast of bacon, right? With bacon in it. And the doctor's like, yeah, sure. And Bernays is like, fantastic. Can I get you to ask 5,000 other physicians that same question? And the physician was like, sure. I have a, I have a crazy feeling that there may have been some money exchanged in this situation, in this scenario, but I'm not saying anything. That's allegedly, it's just an idea. That's just a thought that could have maybe happened anyway. So he's like, okay, work. Ask those 5,000 other physicians. Let me know what they say. The doctor asked the 5,000 other physicians and 4,500 of them say like, yeah, actually, I could see that a heartier breakfast would be beneficial to the American diet um, to kind of keep your energy up throughout the day. After you've been sleeping for so long, you can re-energize, get that, get that, get those calories in right in the morning and kind of work them out throughout the day. And that's all Bernays needed. Bernays was like, Bingo, bango, fucking bacon, bitch. <laughs> now, Bernays takes these findings. He has 4,500 doctors that have now said, oh, Americans should be eating a heavy, hefty breakfast with bacon. Eat that bacon. The bacon's important, but they should be eating a big breakfast. So Bernays takes these, uh, like, takes this finding, runs it through a ton of newspapers. This is the first food spin that we ever see happen in newspaper history of like, oh, actually, this is why this is the best, and this is why you should be eating bacon. And he's like, Edward Bernays is known as like the king of the spin, and this is the first time we're seeing it with food. So he does this. He gets this sent out through all of the newspapers, and people lose their mind. They're like, oh my God, how have we not been eating this way for breakfast this whole time? And then people start getting bacon. People start buying bacon like crazy. And people are buying beech nut bacon because that's one that they're already familiar with. And so the beech nut bacon sales soar like crazy. They're super stoked with the work Bernays did. Bernays is, I'm sure, paid very heftily. Is heftily a word? Heavily? I'm sure Bernays is compensated very well. And America is stoked. They now think that they're eating like the proper American breakfasts recommended by 5,000 doctors, basically. And it kind of stays this way forever. Uh, This bacon and eggs and a hearty breakfast becomes so ingrained in American culture and as the traditional American breakfast that that's why we still know it is that literally just because beach the beach nut packaging company was like we want our sales to be better edward what are you gonna do edward can you make our can you make people buy our bacon again and edward was like yeah for sure i got you mama and that's why that's why bacon's a lie that's why nobody cared about bacon until like 1920 and if it weren't for edward bernays we would probably still just be eating like a piece of toast and coffee in the morning
And that's the story of why bacon is a lie, my friends. I, to be fair, if I'm being so honest, I do think stories like this are really cool. Like definitely very interesting to see how these traditions that we're all so familiar with kind of come about. Let me know if you guys like this episode. Let me know if you learned anything down in the comments and the reviews below. Uh, let me know what else you might want to learn about in next week's episode of Bites of History. Thank you so much for taking a bite out of history with me this week. And I can't wait to take a bite out of history with you next week. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe down below. And go check out the Patreon. That would be awesome. And also, go drink water. Have you drank enough water today? And maybe have a piece of bacon. Who knows? Think about Papa Ephraim and his incredibly cured ham. What am I talking about? All right, love you, bye. <laughs>